0: The Shafie, are you there? Uh, are you habitually using drugs, stimulants, alcohol?
1: Well, well, well. You know what those smooth sounds mean? They mean it's time again for one magical i Matthew and Schaefer, Podcast Spectacular. There's just a couple of sparrows on Build a Landlord's Bird Feeder Outback. We are podcasting in the afternoon today in the golden autumn light. Gotta say I love it. And uh, Mars is currently in conjunction with Earth's orbit, so look for that to be huge in the sky tonight. Things we're excited about this October. Mars birds and this guy you know him you love him he was born to podcast he uh he has the coolest haircut his
0: name is matthew rampy welcome matthew just trying to rage against the dying of the light over here chafee hey that's what we got to do that's all we can do man tell me about it it's monday what ails you today, sir? Well, nothing in particular, just a, a myriad of what, things. What ails Dak Prescott um, today, sir? <laughs> oh, I'm having trouble holding on to that power of positive thinking. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. This Monday morning feels like dark, dark days. Unless you're a Cleveland Browns fan. I was thinking about the other side of the coin. As I was <laughs> lamenting my own woes this morning, <laughs> yeah. If you're a Seahawks fan, like it's all coming up. Beat Carroll, you know. Um, they are a pretty good team. Ain't gonna lie. Yeah, and I'm. I feel foolish for letting football cloud my emotions, but uh, it was a tough weekend. The uh, my beloved Texas Longhorns, uh, you know, of which I am an alum. Uh, Went up against our most reviled rival in the Red River rivalry, uh, Texas OU Weekend, and Texas went into three overtimes only to lose.
1: (laughs) I'm just (laughs) realizing, Matthew, did you transfer to to the University of Texas? No. No,
0: every one of my credits is from the University of Texas.
1: Uh, so where were you when I was hanging out like when Jay and Matthew were living on Salado Creek? I mean Jay and Manish, sorry. Super fan Manish you?
0: I mean I was doing my own thing. Actually that year I was uh, that was the year of the Pearl Street co op. Uh, and I was spending a lot of time with my new international student friends. Uh, I was like only I spent some time over there. At Saledo, but, um, I think we went to one party there. At the, Pearl Street. At Pearl Street, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, that was a that was a great transformative year for me. Uh for sure. Made some lifelong friends and that ended up in some travels. But let's not get mired in the glories of the past. Let's <laughs> focus on the dark, dark days at hand, my friend. So there was the Longhorns, of course. Then the highlight of my weekend was podcasting with you on Saturday night. Oh, uh, that's fun! But then, you know, I thought, well, well, the Cowboys are going to play the O and four New York garbage Giants, and that that'll probably go okay. <laughs> and then they were struggling. Uh, and then Dak broke his right ankle, which is a an injury that I myself have suffered as well, a dislocated ankle. Uh, He, he had a compound fracture. I believe some bone came through the skin it took them quite a while to get him off the field. Uh, He's of course, he is the former Mississippi state quarterback. And that, that ties me into my wife's family. They're, they're a Mississippi state family. And so they've all been paying more attention to the Cowboys uh, because of that. And, my wife is even who's my wife who's not a football fan particularly. She loves Dak Prescott, and it was just very sad, and he was crying, and so that was tough. And then this morning, is the Amy Coney Barrett hearings, uh, possibly turning the Supreme Court into a six to three conservative majority. Um, you know, they're steaming that through. It's funny that also is it has a personal touch. Our across the street neighbor. Susan, uh, went to school with Amy Coney Barrett. They're both Catholic. They both grew up in new Orleans and they went to Rhodes college together in Memphis, who actually my brother-in-law lives in Memphis and his wife works for the school. Um, but she, she knew Amy Coney Barrett, uh, in her youth and says that, you know, they, they got through school and then their lives totally diverged. And, um, She's Is she not... able to shed any particular light on her? <laughs> no, no, because they, like they were in a sorority together, even, but their lives became so different after school. that I don't, I don't think she's in touch with her. I, I told Amy, I said, uh, you should text Susan and be like, uh, "Hey, neighbor, uh, no pressure, but uh, any way you could throw a wrench into these confirmation hearings?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sure she would like to. Um, anyway, it's just uh, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, but uh, I wanted to come to the podcast and maybe find some some light amongst the dark. I'd like a to little solace. Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Superfan Manish for providing an alternate recording site for the interview on Saturday night. I have been doing the evening recordings in my garage and as previously mentioned we were having a high pressure system, a little October heat wave and it was nigh close to 100 Fahrenheit on Saturday and so it felt like the garage was going to be too sweaty. Manich was kind enough to let me use his office so I sure I'm glad all that hot air is taking a hike. yeah it feels much nicer today I think I think generally we, we underrate how important atmospheric pressure is on our moods and our bodies and stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Feeling better about that today. So I love that.
1: I remember when I was a kid in Houston, uh, we lived, we lived uh, just about a mile South of the railroad tracks. So they were the big, you know, uh, uh, commercial railroad, you know, the, whatever it was, Missouri Pacific that went, right you know right through houston texas uh was just just north of me and i remember apparently i'm getting a phone call uh and uh i remember you know we would do we do two a day uh two a day football practices in august september and then you know eventually october too, and whenever there was a so whenever a norther come came in i would be able to hear the trains you know i the the wind would be from the north so the sound would carry down to my house and i would would wake up in the morning and i knew that if i could hear the trains that it was going to be a cool day and you know it's so just puts a spring in your step to know that it's not going to be brutally hot and humid in houston texas when you got to go do two football practices and just be a junior high kid in the middle of all that. Uh, it was the best feeling in the world. So I,
0: you know, that's I, a that's an interesting
1: observation. I think that carries over to uh to now. I still feel anytime the the cool weather rolls in, it's invigorating.
0: My favorite phrase is "cold front."
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: So you know, t- tough day. And then this morning, here at the house, it started with a possible tragedy. Um, my daughter had woken up uh, to uh, to go to her her pod. We've got a pod going for school. Not a it, podcast. Not a podcast. I'm podcasting. She's just potting. <laughs> um. And that's not some sort
1: of strange reproductive process. No,
0: no, no, don't, don't get it twisted. (laughs) She's not an alien insect. (laughs) No, but I mean, we, we had hoped, but I don't think she's going to, I don't think she's going to make it. I don't think she has the grades. Uh, But she had gone into the bathroom and was getting ready and she called her mother in there and she had taken a comb a really fine-toothed comb, kind of the one with like like a really pointy handle on one end and then a really fine-toothed comb. Uh-huh. And she had started combing her hair and gotten that comb, t- gotten her hair twisted around that comb right on the side. And <laughs> Amy called me in there to help. And I mean, it seemed dire for a minute. I was just like, look, this is going to have to get cut out. And she was crying about it. This is this is related to our hair brushing song. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to untangle some hair from, and man, it is really twisted in there. Like she was studying the Fibonacci sequence round and round. <sighs> and I'm like, well, how did this happen? And she's like, I don't know. I was combing it, just felt good. I was just twisting it up in there. I, okay. Um, and I was I was manhandling it. And I, one of the tines—I don't know if that's one of the the bristles. Of, one of the bristles of the comb uh, broke, and I was like, okay, "I'll just Hulk this this thing. I'll just Destructor this deal." Yeah. And So then I just I just broke all the tines <laughs> of the comb, and they just fell on the floor into like a like a pick 'em up sticks pile, and I was able. I was able to free her hair and it yes, I saves the day. I came out the hero on that deal. <laughs> um but there's all these like micro issues and macro issues going on. You gotta, and there's the
1: gotta be careful when you comb that hair, Isabel.
0: I hopefully she's learned a lesson. She's she's grown it out and she certainly didn't want to lose a chunk of it. Oh. So uh, she, of course, she'll never hear your admonition. She's not allowed to listen to the podcast.
1: You, you, you got
0: to. She should just never comb her hair
1: unless Daddy's combing it and singing his song.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope we've learned. I hope we learned a lesson on that deal.
1: I remember when I was a kid. You know, anything. You know, you had your haircut. You had your favorite shirt. And like, if anything screwed that up, I remember once. My favorite shirt got washed with some non-light colors and it turned pink that was a tragedy in my life. Yeah. And you know, maybe maybe you got some gum in your hair or something, mm. had to cut it out. Now now your haircut isn't right and then just when you're going to school like you you feel like you constantly have a target on your back anyway and if uh, if there's a chunk missing from your hair, you, you know, you're 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 a town and country surfing skate t-shirt is pink instead of white then you know trouble trouble it's nothing but trouble
0: i think my sister got gum in her hair a couple times and there's that bizarre solution for that of rub peanut butter in it yeah
1: i've never actually tried it. does that work i've only got i i've only had one peanut butter incident i mean sorry one gum in the hair incident in your Uh, hair yeah, in my life and I was I was young and it just got cut out with scissors. It's interesting that somebody might did she go to sleep with gum in her mouth? Like oh, my why sister? Would, yeah, why why <sighs> would she? Maybe a a cere-
0: tr- maybe a trampoline issue or just cereal gum in the hair incidents. <laughs> I, I'm not I don't know how many times it was, but I definitely remember <laughs> some gum in the hair with her. And Of course she's she, I mean she's a listener. She's a little behind, so I look forward to she'll she, she'll clear it up for us here in a few weeks, so
1: maybe she can get at us, yeah.
0: Listener, us if it. you can just hold on, my sister will uh will let us know what happened with that. Pro- we're on episode twenty five. That's probably episode thirty-seven for us. Yeah.
1: Okay, I asked Google. With peanut butter, the oils in the product make the chewing gum base stiffer and less sticky. Wait a few minutes to allow the product to work. Remove the gum
0: from the hair. I mean, who's the genius that did that the first time? <laughs> okay. Why aren't they? Why aren't they on our bills?
1: I wonder if yeah, I wonder if it was a dad scientist who was like, did some calculations in his head, was like, oh, where could we find? protein-based oils in the house or something.
0: yeah like your dad works at dow chemical or something <laughs> He's like, just figured that
1: out you know what you need some and, peanut butter
0: <laughs> and then and, well and then gosh i'd boy we could do a deep dive on this I, I wonder where the origin of that getting in getting to the public was like you know it had to have been published in better homes and gardens or good housekeeping or something, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ask ask Annie. Now, in the days of the internet, the current dark days, uh, it seems like you could just glean that information pretty easily, but uh, how'd that start?
1: Vegetable oil is especially useful in removing gum from eyebrows or eyelashes. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah, how do you get your gum in your eyelash? That sounds to me like a, a an extra big bubble got out of here. Mm, right.
0: Head. Right. Somebody,
1: somebody who is a an Olympic bubble blower. But
0: then but, that, but then that would just be a little piece of gum, right?
1: Yeah, but still, it's once it sticks to those eyelashes, it does the eyebrows. <laughs> oh, an eyebrow full of bright pink bubble gum. That uh, that appeals to me. That makes me laugh.
0: Well, if you're looking for fun, if you're looking for a little pick-me-up, maybe you could go on a news cruise. Yeah, when I'm feeling down, I like to hop on board the news cruise. It looks like we've got quite a lot of news, too. Is that, we got three stories? You got two stories?
1: Yeah, I decided to go. One of them is going to be a short one. One of them is really more of a story about how little I know about anything.
0: Okay, that's true. Not,
1: the, not that that's breaking news, but
0: that's my favorites. Um, today, my new story comes from CNN Travel section. Tourist returns stolen artifacts to Pompeii after suffering curse for 15 years. A Canadian woman has returned five artifacts she took from Pompeii in 2005, saying they have plagued her with bad luck. Cue born under a bad sign. The woman, identified only as Nicole, sent two white mosaic tiles, two pieces of amphora vase, and a piece of ceramic wall to the archaeological park of Pompeii, along with a letter explaining her decision. I wanted to have a piece of history that couldn't be bought, eh? wrote the woman, who said she was young and dumb at the time. (laughs) Since returning to Canada, she has suffered two bouts of breast cancer resulting in a double mastectomy and her family has been in financial trouble, which, like, joined the club. Oh, Uh, We can't ever seem to get ahead in life, she writes. This is fascinating uh, because... This is fascinating to me, personally, (laughs) because um, this is not this this seems to be somewhat common are you starting to feel like you need to take a look around your house for some pump hand artifacts yeah i'm like what's what's up with my curse i just always figured mine was like a gypsy curse from like one of my rageaholic uh grandfathers like (laughs) you know exterminating some gypsy clan uh and that and so we're getting what we deserve um that, wait, I'm sorry. I'm finding this. Um, basically, the people at the <laughs> at the Pompeii Archaeological Park say that over the years, around 100 visitors have returned small artifacts like mosaic tiles and pieces of plaster they stole during visits. <laughs> so this is a common thing. Wait, not only is it a common thing for people to be stealing stuff from Pompeii, which shame on you, uh, but... It's a common thing for people to return the stuff so i am not i was joking about the gypsy curse i am not one (laughs) given to superstition but i mean this sounds like something that happens often like she's not the first family or visitor to the park to return something and say take this back (laughs) so
1: someone must have spread a rumor that i mean i haven't been to pompeii do you are there big signs that say you will be cursed
0: uh, I ha- if you put a piece of plaster in your pocket? I haven't been there either, but yeah, it does seem like like the like the peanut butter and the gum thing. How did that I, enter into the into the I popular? Mean, otherwise, consciousness? you know,
1: you might just think that you're sick or you have financial troubles or you know, lots of people who have never been to Pompeii have these problems too. Yeah, like maybe she
0: just stepped on a crack. <laughs> You know, or broke a mirror. Didn't ever think of that, did you? This is just your conscience, isn't it? This is just, like, obviously it's wrong to steal artifacts from archaeological sites. Whatever Uh, it
1: takes, the fact that the stuff is
0: being returned is a good thing. Yeah. I I believe. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, uh, international correspondent and... Uh, and uh, aft deck bartender Schaefer Hall, what do you have for us today?
1: Got some black hole breakthroughs. Decided, you know, because of the coincidence of Mars with our Earth's orbit, I might go science. And I'm always, this is is a huge problem that I have. Huge, huge might be an exaggeration. (laughs) But this is a problem that I have. Uh, Whenever I see an article in any publication about black holes, I get excited and I click on it because I want to know about black holes because I don't know anything about black holes they're big they're out there they they have crushing gravity not even light can escape from them and no one really knows what happens if we go through one and so every time I see a black hole article I click on it in the hopes of finding out something else about black holes only to discover that we still only know that much about black holes mm. there's, there's a even a list it. here this there's, there's even a list here you know in this bbc article of stuff and it's you know it's those four things you know three or four things that i just told you you know they're gargantuan they uh are born from the you know from stars collapsing on themselves but then it's and then it says how these monsters formed is unknown Black holes, you know, and uh, and so, uh, but this—it's funny because this article is about some Nobel Prize winners who study these exotic space objects and learn something about them. But <laughs> but all they learned was that it's very—they learned some incredibly complex math. So the 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 article can't really report what they learned because we wouldn't understand it so Shafi is still in the dark as if all of the light was gravitationally sucked away from regarding black holes
0: but in this instance i don't think you should feel bad because like the experts are still in the dark as oh yeah oh it's just human vanity (laughs) like we think we know something and then by the same process that we gathered that information, were proved wrong time and time again. It's just like that Blue Oyster Cult song.
1: There's a picture of Ulf Danielson holding a holding a black sphere and obviously demonstrating something, but they don't even they don't even describe de- detail what he's de- demonstrating because it's hard to understand. So, I thought that I would do us all a favor and uh offset that one with something that we do understand the uh the high price of you know what it what it takes to uh to have nice things around here uh so nasa has just launched a 23 million dollar toilet, toilet to the space to the space station oh i
0: heard about this toilet
1: did you yeah I heard an NPR piece on it. Like I it, saw this headline and said, "Wow, that must be one of those cool ones that has the heated seat and a bidet." <laughs> I'm very sorry to report to you, this was supposed to be, and this, yeah, this was supposed to be cheer Schaefer up because he doesn't know anything about black holes. Uh, but that, that twenty-three million dollar heated heated to- the heated seat toilet with the bidet is going to cheer me up. Alas. That is not the case. I didn't really think about what it was like to do that stuff in zero gravity. So there's no there's no seat. There's no bidet. In fact, this is kind of just a closet that you stand up in and then the whatever it is that creates gravity or flow in zero gravity just kind of kind of pulls everything away from you.
0: There's just a vacuum on your junk, right?
1: Well, yeah, but yeah, but it kind of surrounds you.
0: (laughs) It's it's interesting. Oh, it sort of surrounds you. I see. Uh huh. Yeah. It's not just a hose. Yeah. Hmm. Because
1: yeah, I mean, and then I then I thought about it. Then you know, you know, in the movies you see where you know the somebody spills some uh, some liquid or something. Yeah, and then there, you know, and then it's just floating, almost like, almost like a solid through the uh, through the air. Then ah, yeah, that that all of a sudden starts to make sense. Yeah, you would want you would want something that covered covered all the angles, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So that made sense. Well, the thing that I had heard about it is that it when they designed the old toilet. It was designed primarily for male genitalia, and the, of course the, it was. the newer design of takes into takes into account uh, the female setup, and, wow. and is better for for both genders. How long
1: did that take NASA?
0: <laughs> they're they're catching up. I how hope.
1: long How long did it take you to learn learn about that kind of hole? So. <laughs> The story of two black
0: holes. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like how you tied that together.
1: Thank you for for joining me on my hard-hitting journalist story. Thanks
0: for coming on another news cruise.
1: (laughs) One Magical Nation is like, never again. Never again.
0: I regret coming on that cruise. Well... We are finally getting some feedback from our listeners, aren't we? That we are. Um, and we have uh, a new—we have a new producer, right? New producer Alex Battles has been prolific, positively prolific with the ideas. Yeah, we we do appreciate it. So I, one of the things that uh, he had requested, and I don't—I mean, this was. This was going to be part of the podcast, but maybe we haven't been leaning heavily enough on it. But we want to have a poetry corner, right? Is, is that yeah, what yeah. we're calling it? And I stumbled upon something today because the I was the old poetry shop. Oh yeah, the old po- poetry shop. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, that's right. I gotta be working on some medieval tunes for that. <laughs> does, does this sound medieval? Yeah, that's it's uh, at least it's old school.
1: Old, old school like, poetry shop old school like a knight in shining armor
0: um i was thinking of dark days and i my intro was uh you know uh, talking about raging against the dying of the light and i was wondering what that was from and so i had to look that up and of course i think that i know that from uh maybe um, Dead Poet Society. Is that is it featured in Dead Poet Society? Maybe. Um, so it's a Dylan Thomas poem. Dylan Thomas was a Welsh poet who lived from 1914 to 1953. Ooh, he went out at 39. Um, and the the poem is called "Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night." What do you know about Dylan Thomas?
1: I know that he's Welsh i know that he liked to drink really hard at the white horse tavern on 7th avenue or yeah i think 7th avenue or hudson maybe in uh in manhattan in new york city uh the uh, white horse tavern is still there and uh the story is and I, this is i think this is uh this has been proved to be apocryphal but the story was he something he downed something like twenty four whiskeys, and then and then he said he said to the bartender, twenty four whiskeys. I believe that's a record. And then walked out in the street and died in the snow in front of the bar.
0: What does apocryphal mean? Uh just in, not correct. Oh, okay. Uh yeah. Right. Huh. But like lots of legend around him, right? Yeah, 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 definitely, sure. Um, well, I would like to recite that poem now, if you have time. time? I am super excited about it. Okay. It's a good poem. I really like it. Um, this is do not go gentle into that good night by Dylan Thomas. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright, their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight, and learn too late they grieved it on its way, do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death, who see with blinding sight, blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height curse curse bless me now with your fierce tears i pray do not go gentle into that good night rage rage against the dying of the light i think this is my favorite poem no i mean that's not penned by you or or uh brendan lorber well thank you sir thank you sir uh
1: it's an excellent poem. Do you, know the, do you know the style of that poem? That is a, that is a is villanelle. It? Oh, okay. No. Tell us more. It's a, so, you know, those two end lines alternate throughout the poem? Uh-huh. And then are repeated next to each other at the end? Ah, uh, okay. And
0: then, I can't, I can't remember the rhyme scheme, but there's a consistent rhyme scheme, too. The worst part of it is that he mentions Green Bay, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, But my favorite part Is the second line Old age should burn And rave at close of day That's uh You know what I mean You, you know why that appeals to me right Cause I used to be a raver <laughs> Oh okay that's, I didn't want to say anything That uh that you might take. That goes back, back to the Burning Man conversation. There it is. Because maybe, maybe it's not just for youth. Because old age should burn and rave yeah. at close of day.
1: Old <laughs> age definitely Dylan, should
0: burn. The words of Dylan Thomas reaching through time and giving me well, some solace on this most difficult of Mondays. What better time to burn
1: than rave? Burn and rave than at close of day, like uh like you and you and Lauren and I
0: did on Saturday night. I hope that everybody enjoyed that. I'm sure I'm, how I, could how, I, I how feel, could they not? I just feel like now listeners are going to be disappointed when it's just a plain old Monday afternoon, just Matthew and Shafie spectacular. Like, uh, I just, pe- people are probably dying for our next guest at this point. I disagree. I think, I think that uh, you know, it's Monday. everybody's happy to get
1: happy to get back to normal back into a little routine. Mm-hmm. Get some get some introductions, get some news, get some classic classic uh yield workshop or yield poetry shop going on. Some some funky noises, just the just the just the hits.
0: So if it's like if it was a burger, this is just a just a cheeseburger. Just yeah, with, it, with American cheese. But like Friday night we did like a Chili's big mouth bacon barbecue cheddar burger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> threw a threw a jalapeno named Lauren Marks on that burger. That's <laughs> so what we did. Thank Lauren. Thanks to Lauren again. Fantastic. I'm, uh, Thanks for your time.
1: I wanted to revisit some other work by a uh, uh, new producer, Alex Battles. Okay. Uh, uh, we're gonna take take it over to Yield Work Word Shop now. Move from Yield Poetry Shop to Yield Word Shop. Uh, the old word shop. His idea was: Do you remember? Do you remember Sniglets from the eighties? I do. I was a big fan of uh, not necessarily the news. The uh, and the, and then the book. The, the book was shaped the same way that the Garfield books are shaped. You know, that like letter shaped book. Okay. Uh, and they had sing- Sniglets and Son of Sniglets and more Sniglets. Uh, I used to love those books. I thought they were so funny. And so, Alex has sent me some requests for some uh, possible, uh, he, sent, he sent the definitions and I, then I had to, uh, and then I had to, uh, to name them. Now.
0: <laughs> there it is. That's what I needed. Maybe if you have just some beats and me, like um, it's like magic. <laughs> uh, what's that term in magic where you're trying to get somebody's attention elsewhere? <laughs>
1: Nope, oh, they're all. There. I can't find them anywhere, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Problem is that Alex Battles texts me from two different numbers and an email. So, not he, that this is
0: he like that, a, a burner phone or something. Not, not that this is his fault. Uh, misdirection is the word I was looking for. Misdirection. Oh, oh well. those beats.
1: Let's call that a forward promotion, folks. Come yeah, back for uh,
0: next time. Come for the. Come for the comfort, stay for the Sniglets.
1: We already had plenty of content anyway. We're rolling in content.
0: <laughs> I mean, mostly consisting of my neuroses. Hey, That's you got to get it out. Let it out here. About.
1: And don't forget, One Magical Nation, let it out at us too. If I have feedback at OneMagicalHour.com or, you know, you can, you can, you can rage and burn and rave uh, on our... On our uh, Apple Podcast page too. Leave some uh, leave some comments there, or uh, wherever you find your wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure there's a way to review and
0: talk about them. And Matthew, we love you all, and our thoughts and prayers go out to Dax ankle at the this time. And, um, a poor old ankle, but uh, they did win the game, though, right? They won the game. We, we got Andy Dalton now, which. I don't know how I feel about like you know Andy, it could be fine.
1: Could you be, you fine. be careful there. Andy Dalton is a fellow
0: ginger. Yeah, he's a ginger, right? Yeah, and he was a he's a he's a Texas guy. He was grew up in Houston and and went to TCU. So you know everything happens for a reason. Uh, I just know from personal experience that that you've you've broken your ankle and and just I'm thinking about Dak himself. You're looking. Yeah you're looking at the next you're few right. months it, like me. it it's it seems it seems like especially like you your your body's you're in shock and then they get like meds in you and then they do the surgery and then you're just like in a cast and it's it's this whole process of thinking about the the months ahead of rehab and getting back to it and you know i i it's the sympathy that's getting me there's no doubt that it's tough yeah yeah well Thanks again, One Magical Nation. We love you. And remember the poorer the choices, the sweeter the darkness. Oh, that's the dark, dark, darkness right there.